now this is behind the scenes of Mahal's record obsession. with Mahal. Thank you. Thank you, you so much. You're going to think that I really hate your dog from the way that I talk about her. And I just need to clarify that I don't. I adore Mahal. We have some of the most beautiful photos of you guys cuddling yeah. and sleeping. Fully asleep on me, on my bosom. Number one frenemy. Number one frenemy. That's you. That's you. Because here's the thing. She's no one like, else puts her in her place in that way. You got to keep her humble. I keep like, her humble. Like you and me or? Yeah. <laughs> it's a metaphor. I, because Aaron doesn't listen to the podcast, I explain to him in our Q&A how uh, I was like, yeah, my number one pet peeve of you and Gabby is you're the only two people to tell me no. And you guys are always right. And he was like, oh my God. Because <laughs> here's the thing that people listen. don't realize about Meadow is that because Meadow is so great and so wonderful. She's like, where the fuck are you going with this? Because she's so no, I great. I know where you're going. <laughs> and she's so wonderful. And you hold such great space for people. And you're super chill. Like you're not a high maintenance person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to it. You're very high maintenance in certain things. And people don't know that about you. Like you are the uh-huh. death of like a little princess when it comes to certain oh. things. Like you revert back to your – that photo, we need to like insert it somewhere of you – on your dad with your tiara. It's it is the photo that explains my entire existence. Yeah. G- grab Mahal. This see this is why This fucking This is why I need the listeners to understand why Mahal is my number one friend of me because she's so cute and she's so sweet, but like we we turn on the recording and she's screaming at the top of her lungs. Yeah. I, we get it. We anyway, get it. she you know what? She's me in my arms now crying. Oh my yeah. god, the whole thing's anyway. on me. Anyway, anyway, speaking anyway. Of children. <laughs> speaking of children, guys, <laughs> we just finished having the best conversation with our friend Amrit. We love her so much. We love her so much. She is a DJ extraordinaire, entrepreneur extraordinaire. She's DJed nonprofit with queen. Nonprofit queen. She's worked with some of the most incredible brands, DJed yeah. for the most incredible events from every designer you could possibly think of worked with everyone and she's just the coolest most welcoming like energetically fucking grounded fun flowy yeah just the best ever ever amrit's amazing the og meme queen not saying our social strategy is based on her but it might be listen (laughs) we all get inspo from somewhere she's the blueprint and we talk about it yeah. And we talk about it. We talked about so many things. Meadow and I were so excited wow. to have this conversation because Amrit has been so generous with sharing her wealth of knowledge and experience with the internet and mm-hmm. is super open about all the experiences she's gone through as of late this past year being the fact that she's gone through three pregnancies, two miscarriages, and now she's in her third pregnancy with her healthy baby girl. And she announced Yay. that in the same week that she announced that she was engaged and by the way, also married and like... <laughs> She just has been so generous with all of that. And we were so excited to have her on because we haven't had that conversation on Thoughts May Vary about miscarriages and the shame that comes around with it and like the sort of burden that we as women carry. Meadow, I know you've been wanting to talk about all the pregnancy cues. So this was a really fun conversation. Yeah, I'm not sorry at all that a lot of it was about pregnancy because I'm trying to get pregnant tomorrow. And talking to someone that's this open and honest and vulnerable and grounded about pregnancy was so much fun. Mm -hmm. It was really great. She was so 
just like fucking gracious with the amount of stuff. Like off the bat, she's a TMV girly. Like she's, she's we a all speak the same language. We had so much fun in this conversation. Like you know, she speaks our language. You know, it's gonna be a good episode when you send the email being like, "Hey, is there anything off limits?" And you get a response being like, "Absolutely not. Ask me whatever you want." I'm like, "Great, exactly, <laughs> exactly." Great. So we talked about pregnancies. We talked about miscarriage. We talked a lot about all the shame wrapped into that. We talked mm-hmm. about her dating coming dating apps. We talked a lot about her coming from a South Asian family and mm-hmm. growing up. Well, we didn't really talk about her growing up in Singapore, but just all of that cultural differences of growing up in Australia, being born in Singapore, coming from a South Asian family and how that sort of has infiltrated the marriage. way interracial marriage, how that sort of infiltrated the way she talks about dating. Ayahuasca? As we're doing right now, there was a lot of we, interrupting. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> we, yeah, were we, really got, we were excited. very excited. <laughs> it's going to sound if you've been here from the beginning, this is an OG TMV episode. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But that's it why you really love wonderful. us. <laughs> why you tune in every week. Please continue yeah. to do so. Please also rate and review. Rate and review. We also came out with hats. <gasps> oh, boy, did we? Boy, did we. We're going to have a whole episode about that. But, but t- yes, you we know, will. we have a hat. Go buy it. Thoughtsmayberry.com. We also have a website now. Thoughtsmayberry.com. 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 Meadow is a coder. Who the fuck knew? It's all I thanks sure to didn't. 2007 Tumblr. I sure Shout did out. not know this about you. Yeah. You built my, my Tumblr girl side or... really came out during this project. I need you to hear the fact that I just said webisode instead of website. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> this is long it's time enough. to go. We are, by the way, th- we, sorry we missed last week, but here's an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We made With up someone for it. amazing. Please enjoy exactly. our episode. Our episode. I got to go. go. Amrit, we love you more than life itself. Come back anytime and call me to babysit. Bye. Enjoy our episode with with Amrit. We're back. We're We're live. We're live. Um, Hello. (laughs) Welcome to Thoughts May Vary. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Please. The way we freaked out about you coming on. Oh yeah, we Uh, did. When Gabby messaged you. I've wanted to come on for so long, but I wanted to have stuff I could talk about. This oh, is I love the you most guys. perfect Fair timing point. ever. You're my meme queens. <gasps> that <laughs> makes me so We've happy. We've never been called that yet. <laughs> really? Yeah, the validation just skyrocketed. You're going to make our heads grow like three times in size. <laughs> Absolutely love it. The value's gone up. The price yeah. has gone up. <laughs> no. You guys heard it here first. Follow our Instagram because we post mm-hmm. really fucking funny memes. And every Friday, mm-hmm. we post the best TikToks on planet Earth. But you're, listen, hold on. You're like the OG meme queen. That is true. Let's just circle that back. Thank you. Because that's why the compliment gets even more intense. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it because I got so much shit in the beginning for it. Because, like, now I feel like it's cool. And everyone kind of does like, well, I'm not going to say that, but I will say in the beginning, like, my team or like brands I work with would be like, um, what's going on? Cause you know, like <laughs> yeah. it, some, especially like luxury clients who are like yeah, on the yeah, safer yeah. side mm-hmm. and they don't want you to be like, um, buy my like beautiful expensive watch and like, here's an anal plug. So yeah. it's, it's like <laughs> back then, like in the beginning now it's kind of like acceptable because I think TikTok normalized mm-hmm. like that type of humor. And so now that's like the limits aren't as, but I feel like those the limit does not boom. exist. Well, it doesn't anymore. No, it's true. It's true. Cause you let's, we're going to, we, I mean, we were just talking about this offline, but like Amrit is the blueprint for so many things in our lives. So like, let's just acknowledge that the, that the 
the blueprint began with you of the memes in the roundup because now everyone does it, including myself. Like, I yep. feel like if I post a roundup that doesn't have a meme in it, I'm like, this is boring. Incomplete. I will say I can't take credit for it because I'm like Tumblr and I love Tumblr and Pinterest and like so all those image Tumblr sharing girl. apps. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm making the memes. And that's not when people are like territorial over it. I'm like, none of us made these memes. Like no. this is an original content. It's like stuff floating around on the internet. Like it's not your IP. Right. Like it's just like a joke. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We have had at length discussions about how no art is original. Like the fact mm-hmm. that people think that they can make, you know, a sweatshirt with whatever on it and think that someone else copied it. And I'm like, babes, like you think any any art or creativity you have is not drawn from the same inspiration? Like also, I think that an idea means nothing. Exactly. It's about the execution. Cause I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I thought of that first or mm-hmm. I wanted to do that. I'm like, but you didn't. You didn't. Uh, and and that's also directed at me because like I'm a Pisces, I'm a procrastinator. So I'm like, oh, you should have done something about it. It's my inner dialogue. Have you read that Elizabeth Gilbert book? What is it called? Big Magic or something? It's literally about how mm-hmm. inspiration is this thing where like, when ideas come to you, she describes this feeling of like running to go type it down immediately because if it doesn't come out while it's moving through her, it'll find someone else. Like she's she wrote oh like half of a book that. that was so hyper-specific and never finished it. And then two years later, like literally read someone that wrote her book. Like ideas are energy. So like if you don't act on them and use through them, they'll go to a, a body that will move through and express them. I love that. Because we're just the facilitator. Like it's not, we're just exactly. the facilitator for the idea. Exactly. So we should like humbly facilitate. Humbly yeah. facilitate. Oh. You heard it here yeah. first. On and everyone does things differently, you know, like, because there are a million like ideas of or, or prototypes of a dating show or uh, Instagram live or mm-hmm. a music like, you know, it, it's you, what you do that matters. So it actually really doesn't matter. If five people are doing the same things. You can do it in a different way. Unless you think you're interchangeable, then, you know. But we're not, so. But that's a deeper issue. <laughs> but, yeah. we're not. <laughs> but we're not, so we don't have to worry about that. No, literally. It's so true. I also was thinking about, I was having this exact conversation the other day with like, haven't said it on here, but like my boyfriend, have a boyfriend now. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I know. Soft launch. <laughs> Soft launch. Everyone welcome. No, he's been so hard launch. You posted yeah. his face. You were like, I'm never going to post him. And then next day you're like blasting him all over. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> He'll Keep never going. be tagged. He'll never yeah. be tagged. Side note, I was getting my nails done yesterday and my nail tech, Anna, who's like my favorite person ever, was telling me that like she had a boyfriend once that so she posted his face and everyone kept being like, tag him, tag him, blah, blah. And one time she made the tag, but the tag said like, bitch, you thought. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking do oh, that. That's so good. Yeah, <laughs> you have to do you that. fucking thought. But anyway, we were having this exact conversation and I was telling him like, I'd had these ideas growing up of certain things, blah, blah, blah. And then I never did them. And then I saw like other people do it. And he said the same thing to me. He was like, what do you, you didn't do it. So like, what are you sitting yeah. here complaining about? Like, just fucking do it. Like, if you have the idea, write it down and like, get it done. Cause like. Also, I think when we see other people do it, then we get scared. Yes. And we're like, mm. someone's done it already, but they're not going to do it the way you did it. Mm-hmm. And like vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it's all about like you know, your perspective on something. It reminds me of when you take someone a MoMA and they shit all over contemporary art and they're like, mm-hmm. anyone could do that. I'm like, but did you? But you didn't do but it. But did you? <laughs> but yeah. did you? You're just pissy. Yeah. You didn't make millions off of it. And they Also, did. like maybe your mind doesn't interpret in this, 
abstract way. And like, exactly. Like this know. wasn't your expression. You have a, a luxury mindset. Not <laughs> apply to everybody. Exactly. I always say taste can't be taught. You can't please Ooh. everybody. Yeah. That's you really true. can't. Yeah. You really can't. Yeah. Listen, Emma Chamberlain's house in AD just came out today. And oh, I saw. It fucking slaps. Stunning. It's stunning. so good, yeah. Stunning. And stunning. my yeah. favorite person ever, Mayor Russ, who's 80s West Coast editor, he wrote the piece. And like working with Mayor was like one of the true joys of working at AD, to be honest. And I read the piece and literally the last line is a quote from Emma. And she's like, I don't care if nobody likes this house because I love this house and I'm the one that lives in it. And like, that's all that fucking matters. So like, period. Exactly. Period. It was a little I need to read it. I Done. haven't read it yet. I just saw the photos, but <sighs> stunning. And they did a video too. A whole oh, AD video I've seen in a while because she knows stunning. how to work a camera. And that girl knows yeah, how to she does. Like, She knows what she's doing. So she's funny. It's mm-hmm. cute. It's likable. It's it's going to perform well. I just I, like, and, pretend and I, I still love work that there. she tagged everybody yes. in mm-hmm. the credits because a lot of people with interiors will, won't like go into that much detail of like, Totally. specific interior this that mm-hmm. she was she like did a full credit tag which i appreciated abundance yeah. mindset she's not gatekeeping mm-hmm. any information she's like you're not going to put it together the exact same house and make it feel the same i'll give you any information you want mm-hmm. exactly also none of us are on her budget so she was like okay period <laughs> you can't <laughs> budget. she's like cure all the you know girl like yeah. I literally was just telling Meadow. I was like, only fans here I come it. because her fucking light pendant over her ki- over her dining table, $31,000. I know. So nice. So great. But, you know, you can, I'm sure you can go find go. something similar. Yeah. There's always a way. Where there's yeah. a will, there's a way. Um, yeah. Listen. So we start every episode by asking our guests to tell us about what they're unpacking. It could literally be anything from like. We always use poor Teffy. We've put her on blast know, 75 times. We always use we her as an example. We love you so much, Teffy. I'm so sorry. Well, you sorry. guys are Miami crew. Oh, uh, yeah. We're Teffy. Teffy's the Miami sister. But we use her example all the time because, like, listen, she came in – because we've had some people telling us, like, very deep things. And then we have Teffy who was like, I am i can't take a shit in front of this new guy that I'm seeing. That's what I'm unpacking. So Amazing. there's a range. But that's deep, too. It is deep. Right? It just hit. That's it why she's deep. the example because it still hits. It, still it hits. really hits. There's a lot yeah. of levels. Because it's like, am I not good enough? Am I not Oh, ready? yeah. Shame. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can talk about it yeah. all. Uh-huh. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Poop shame is real. So, Amrit, what are you currently unpacking? Well, I'm unpacking it. pregnancy shame. Because, yeah, well, as you guys know, and maybe you're not familiar with my story, new listeners or new people to my life, is that I have been pregnant three times this year and I had two miscarriages and now I'm pregnant again, yay, and I'm just under 17 weeks. So this is like the furthest that I've ever come. Okay. And of course, like, I'm so excited, but I'm also like working my way through all my fear of like am I doing this right what if I make a mistake like what if something happens again like am I sharing too much is my bump not big enough is my bump too big like Mm, the spirals that you have as a pregnant woman like I thought that I had insecurities before and now I'm like oh it's a whole new level just to unpack there because you're like birthing a child so it's like double 
It's like not even about you mm. anymore. It was Amrit. It was literally my first question for you yeah. because this past weekend I was hanging out with my good friend Ellie from high school. Hi, Ellie, if you're listening. And she has the most incredible baby girl, Cece. And we were talking about how ever since becoming a mom, her people pleasing is just fucking done. She was like, it's not about me. It's about her. So watch me stand up for her. But then it's, it's so interesting because certain things like that can get wrapped up real quick. And then mm-hmm. immediately you're well aware of all the other shit you now have to work on. It's like, mm-hmm. it's almost like mom guilt already in oh, pregnancy. Like, is that it's what it so is? Crazy. It's crazy. It's mu- 100% that. And like, you're learning so much on the go, obviously, especially if it's your first kid. And like, then you go into this like cyclical thing of like, you do something you're not supposed to do. And then I, especially because of my like previous experiences, I'm like, can't believe you did that. You're such an idiot. Like, mm. for example, like I ate pineapple, which like, is not a well-known thing, but apparently yeah, has like an old wives tale. Like they would eat like an entire pineapple if they wanted to like miscarry the baby. Like back in I the day, I thought pineapple like, was good for you if you were pregnant. Mm-mm, no, it can cause essentially. Um, I don't know about the technical terms, so please don't quote me. Sure, this, sure, but, sure. Um, if you look it up, you'll see the correlation that it can cause um, early, like early, like cramping, and like can increase your chance of miscarriage or like early labor. And oh. so, of course, like I was like eating this like pineapple, like mm, this is so delicious. And afterwards, my sister was like, "Didn't don't you remember that grandma used to say like?" Back in the day, like if they, you know, someone needed to like terminate the pregnancy, they would like blend a like pineapple and drink it. And I'm, and then I'm like, like, I can't believe I'd kill my unborn baby. Like, why would I do this to her? Like, what did she ever do? Like, I'm a bad mom. How did I not know this? But like, how would I know that? You know? Right. And so I'm like teaching myself the patience of like, and having the grace to be like, it's okay. You don't know everything and you're not ever going to know everything. Yeah. And you just have to like learn as you go. Can we back up and walk through the trajectory of all three pregnancies in one year? Because mm-hmm. yes. I want to know how that affected your body. I want to know how that affected your mental health. As someone that's trying to get pregnant literally yesterday, I want to know. Despair me no detail. It's so much harder than it looks, firstly. Because I think we're so used to media portraying it in a certain way where it's like, I got knocked up. Oops. Like, <laughs> like oh. mm-hmm. and, and obviously that happens. Um, it's happened to me. And, and that's the other thing is like, if you've ever had an abortion, when you're actually trying to have a baby, you're like, oh man, it, it, I, do I regret it? Not at all. But like, you do think about that as right. well. Cause you're like, Cause oh, you're it's like, so much harder than I thought. Yeah. Was that I my thought, chance? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I thought it was going to be easy. Like, did I waste my like one time? But obviously everything happens for a reason. And I didn't know that the body was even capable of being pregnant that quickly close together because like I never had a period so I got pregnant mm-hmm. I had a miscarriage and then I got pregnant again straight away wow. no period in between mm-hmm. wow had another miscarriage and then after the second miscarriage we were like and is this even like possible to like get pregnant two times in a row and have two miscarriages with no like we were like what's going on and then within the like four got, months or how long within a year asking. so within a year. so Within a year, so all 2022. Wow. Which is crazy. And that's why the other thing that I'm unpacking is like having like, you know, grace and like patience with like body changes. Cause like, of course, like Mm. we live in a world that like values physicality and like a lot of our work prioritizes like image and the way we look and 
fitting into sample size and whatever, mm-hmm. like all these things that like, you know, normally you have like your own hangups about and then like something happens where it's so out of your control that you just have to be like, I don't even know anymore. And that feels so hard. We talk about this all the time too, in terms of like people act like clothing is so superficial, but for us and for some people, maybe not everyone, mm-hmm. it's such a deep experience of self-expression. And I feel like for yeah. someone like you, that's so artistically inclined anyway, like, especially as you feel like you're changing and growing and working through all the stuff that comes with newly being pregnant. And then you can't even reflect that or fit it. It's just, that feels like it, it's so much more weighted than people give it credit for. It's also hiding too, because like yeah. clothing is self-expression, right? right? And it wasn't really like, obviously we're fashion girlies and we love to, like, it's how we express ourselves. But a large part of why I was like, I don't feel like myself when I got into this like funk, like depressive funk was because I was hiding so much, right? Like mm. it was so nice to just be like, I have a bump. This is what my body looks like. Yeah. I don't have to hide anymore. And it actually like, we didn't even plan to announce during fashion week, but it just got to a point where like, I was going to fittings for like shows that I was like attending or working with the designer or DJing an event for. And I was like, I can't wear this. So I can't wear that. And and then, so, and that was just so obvious. And, and it was such a relief to be like, I'm pregnant instead of like trying to like make something work and then beating myself up about it because like I didn't fit into something or I didn't look the way I wanted to, or like I had to come up with an excuse. And it's so, it's so much larger than like clothing. It's like, it's about like having to like put up a front or like having Mm. to, you know, like hide certain things or yeah. So true. What's it been like now having a couple of weeks under your belt of like living in the open? Yeah. It's so nice. People must be so sick of me. Oh my God. No. Are people touching your belly already? All the time. All the time. How do you feel about that? (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a mixed bag because I know people mean really well. Uh I think it depends on the person too, because there are people who I'd like never in any circumstance be physical with, you know, mm-hmm. like we wouldn't even really hug. We're like not friends on that level, but people, but, but like they'll feel comfortable to like touch your stomach. And I'm like, Oh, but we don't really have that type of relationship. <laughs> You're like, Ew, please don't. I, this just like the you energy, know? like don't yeah, give yeah. Ugh. And it's a lot. And you have to think about like how many people are doing that to one person over a day. Oh my God. Um, I'm literally going to sage my bump. I'm gonna be like, no, seriously. Well, yeah, no, yeah. Energy. I also think it's like it's that as well because it's like most people mean well, and so I don't really, you know, sure. like I yeah. just kind of let it slide. But obviously, like it just in general for like women, I'm most of us don't want our stomachs touched. No, yeah. PSA. baby or no baby. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. Like it's just not the area. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just like an odd place to be touch but also then like I think especially with my story in particular and like sharing and being really candid like everyone around me is extremely excited and happy for me so that's what I remind myself because like every email I get every text I like get every friend I see there even like just you know like random like PR people or like brands will be like oh my god congrats like Mm -hmm. I can tell there that it's very genuine so of course I'm like who am I to be like yeah on the topic of what you just said of like sharing, because you obviously share so much online and you've been so open about all three of these pregnancies. And obviously you kept your engagement a secret. The wedding was a surprise, but like you still end mm-hmm. up sharing these things. Was that a m- sort of conscious effort on your part to be like, I'm going to share this in order 
to like help someone not feel alone? Or was it more from a place of like what you were just talking about, like no longer hiding, being like, I need to do this for myself to like sort of release it. Once you say it, it's out there and it's like, it's not your burden anymore, especially with the miscarriages. Was that like something sort of walk through that experience of like deciding to share? the way you did? That's a great question, Gabby. Thanks. <laughs> um, it's a cathartic for me to share. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I also am not ashamed by any of the experiences that have happened to me. And I know that it's not my fault, even though as women, we are likely to blame ourselves because, you know, mm-hmm. you want to look, you want an answer, right? Like as a mm-hmm. pragmatic person, you're like, I need a solution. And so to come to a solution, I need to know what went wrong. But these things happen. Like it's incredibly common for women to miscarry. And so I found that it wasn't, I mean, people do talk about it openly. Like I don't think I'm the first, um, but I do feel like it's less common to share mm-hmm. the first 12 weeks with people. And I did notice when I did share mm-hmm. it, a lot of people came to me privately and were like, um, it happened to me as well. Or like even like family members or, close friends who I would assume I would know that about but I just guess it's there's so much shame attached to it that a lot of people don't feel comfortable sharing that and it's okay but I it was nice to share because I felt supported by my community and it felt more of a burden to hide like I you know sometimes it's like I don't need to adjust my comfort level so someone else can feel comfortable and that Mm. was a really big part of why I was like I don't care if this makes you feel uncomfortable like Mm -hmm. I'm going through this and this is my life right now so I can't do this job or I can't come to this event or I maybe I'm not being as present of a friend as you want me to be because I'm going through a lot and it was easier for me to share then it's like the alternative would be like you know just retreating and ghosting and and like I needed people around me to get through what Mm -hmm. I was going through so Mm -hmm. yeah I that's such a beautiful clarification or like explanation of that yeah yeah and you bring up such a good point too about the shame that we feel as women around so many things and what you were saying earlier like resonated so much of like trying to find an explanation and I know Mm -hmm. that so many of our listeners can probably relate and because I feel like I've experienced this 101 times and it sounds like we've all kind of gone through it where like I feel the need often to like give some like caveat something do you know what I mean where it's like you're almost calling yourself out before somebody else does where you're like once they call you out you're like yeah but I said it first it's like when yeah. you make fun of something about yourself because you know that somebody else is going to make fun of you for it or you think someone it's like an insecurity thing too and I feel like as women we're just so fucking conditioned to do that of like mm-hmm. just accepting responsibility and taking all this blame and like kind of being like, mm, you can't hurt me as much as I can hurt myself. So haha. And internalizing it's, it. There's a lot yeah. of shame it's, wrapped into that. We're, we're, we're programmed to be that way by society, especially mm-hmm. like even just people. I think they mean it with good intentions when they say like, don't share the first trimester. But like at the end of the day, I'm going to acknowledge the pregnancy where that ha- like whether it's full term or not. So like, even if you think about that, like most people like doctors, oh, don't, you know, share the first 12 weeks or most people don't share until like X, Y, Z. It's like, we're already programmed to like Mm. blame ourselves in case, yeah, in in case things don't work out. Mm -hmm. So 
I think we just need to reframe what that's like because if this is something so many women are going through then like why are we adjusting like like I said like our comfort levels so other people don't have to deal with that it's messy like life's messy that's okay Mm -hmm. it also feels so true to the core of why you even like had a dating show or even like Mm -hmm. talking about sex and all these things that people don't represent, especially as like a South Asian woman. Like it just, it it kind of goes along that whole narrative with what your work has been in terms of like representing your true identity, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that the right way to say I'm like, I'm not trying to project how I'm interpreting what you're doing, (laughs) but is that how you feel? Let me put that in my one sheet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just I come from like a really supportive but South Asian traditional family where we like didn't have the birds and the bees talk and we don't air dirty like laundry you know Mm -hmm. family issues we don't like talk about these things openly and so I I of course like you know it's like a little kid when you're like, don't touch the stove. And you're like, well, now I really want to touch the stove. I have to mm-hmm. touch the stove. But I put my whole face in the stove. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, once I started talking about it, I just couldn't stop. And it just snowballed. And I think that now, because we've democratized media with social media, everyone like has access to that. And it's really great because we don't really have to go through these things alone. So it's really nice. How have you adjusted your boundaries doing that? Because I've heard you before speak to getting trauma dumped in the DMs mm, when you started meadow. your show. It's literally and, meadow, by the oh, way. Yeah. That's quite literally my entire experience, except for yeah. our listeners are so wonderful about it. Ever since I've spoken to it, I've even had people message me and apologize and talk to like, our listeners are very cool about it now, which I think is beautiful. Have you, especially through sharing your miscarriages, did more of that happen? Or are you kind of like finding different ways to share or hold boundaries in a way that you don't see it as much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that can be like a tricky thing to navigate. But yeah. what I think is helpful is, you know, what you guys have is an avenue to discuss those things. Mm. So people know that like, it, this is the outlet for that. And mm. they have to wait for that. And with mine, it used to be the live, it's soon going to be podcast. And I do these Q&As where like people know I'll address those questions. So I don't necessarily feel like I have to respond to those things anymore because it's like, you know that I make myself available in those conversations, mm-hmm. but I'm not a 24-hour hotline. And and you're doing I it just, for free. And yeah. yeah. To bring this perspective. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And yeah. also, like, I'm not a trained medical professional. I don't have the answers to everything. that I can only lend my perspective. But also, I think a lot of the times people just want to be listened to. Yeah. They don't really even need you to give them advice. Well, that's what therapy is. Yeah. And 99.9% of the time, we do what we want anyway. So I don't think anything I'm really saying is changing the trajectory of their life. I think that I just give them the space to feel listened to. But that's that's really good. So equally important. Yeah. Yeah. It's so equally important because one, that's all they're seeking. And two, It's like that thing where, well, okay, Libra season, I'm so fucking indecisive all the time. If someone makes the decision for me, I instantly feel in my body whether I wanted that decision or not. You knew. You know what I mean? So it's like when you Mm -hmm. immediately offer your perspective, someone else can almost have a clear indication. Like, does that feel right for me too or no? So it does help them on the process too. I also think it's like process of elimination. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, 
okay, well, like, these are my options. And, like, force, I know my husband's a Libra. So oh, is he it just, really? Yeah. What's so just birthday? having, it's on the 8th. That's really sweet. Oh, I'm 18. Cute. Oh, my God, cute. Yeah, I love Libras in my life. Um, And so even having, like, the two options presented for him, like, it makes his life easier because he's like, I can still decide on my own, but, like, now, you know, like, it's streamlined by process of elimination. When's your due date? If your Pisces husband is a Libra, what's your baby? But you guys are going to die. and Nobody knows this yet. (gasps) It's Pisces, girl. Three days from my birthday. Stop. <laughs> She's a Pisces girl. Yeah. I'm oh. no breaking news. Um, breaking I don't even feel like my family have even asked me that, which is kind of funny. Are you oh, so excited? It was, it was on our list. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm so excited. And I'm, of co- and I'm like, of course, this bitch is stealing my thunder already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I can't have one day to myself. No, She's I'm like, really no. excited. Um, well, oh. it's it's funny too because a lot of people it's you hear like everyone also has advice for you when you're oh pregnant. oh I'm so unsolicited yeah. constant that's, that's what like I hear strangers <laughs> on the street like uh-huh. because I think parenting is such a common experience that bonds us all you know like it doesn't matter like that's beautiful you yeah. know what what like race uh-huh. class any like we're all bonded by that same experience so I think it's like this commonality so people like to share like have you noticed if you ask like a really broad a general vague question on Instagram stories or to friends people will be more responsive if it's like what do I order at the cheesecake shop versus like something really specific or like highbrow because it's like because that way everybody gets to have an opinion and like mm-hmm. parenting is one of those things. Everybody has an opinion on parenting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people are like, she's definitely coming early because, you know, n- new first babies come early. And then the other half are like, they definitely come late because first babies come late. <laughs> You're so just I'm like, like, which is it? Is she coming on my birthday or not? And I came a month early. Do you guys know if you guys, if you were on time? I was a week late. I- I'm a, also yeah. a Taurus, so like I was comfortable. That adds up. Yeah, like, I was, I, I was comfortable. Yeah. She's just like, I was comfortable in here. I did not want to no. leave. She decorated was, her fine. whole apartment. Yeah, she had everything <laughs> yeah. set up in there. She, has, like, she did not need to come out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's right. like, I have a consistency in here, and I'm chilling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was me. Yeah. I was late, but my sister was uh, a month early. And wait, a but month she was a lot. Is she yeah. older? She's older. She's yeah. an Aquarius. Yeah. 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 So from what I'm hearing, they're actually early. But I know a lot of women who went like, you know, three weeks after their due date and they're like, get this baby out of me. Oh, my friend is currently pregnant. Hi, Danny. You're not listening, but she's pregnant and <laughs> she's like about to pop. She's gonna have a little Libra baby. Thank God. Aww. Because she was like, I have enough yeah. Virgos in my life. She was like, if this child is a Virgo, like can handle it. No, I feel like she has not every time I see I told her I was like every time I see your little icon I'm like she gave birth it's gonna be the announcement because I feel like this woman Aww. has been pregnant for 75 years and she yeah. literally is posting on her story like yesterday she, like with her bump just being like someone tell me what to do to get it out like, <laughs> like oh. get it out of my body <laughs> get it out yeah for sure well, that's what's so interesting is I, I think that's such a beautiful perspective it's such a universal commonality so everyone mm-hmm. would have an an opinion. But what's funny is people don't realize because it's so universal, you don't think if every single person in this world has this experience that there's going to be that level of nuance and it's going to be highly individualized. You know what I mean? Like, how do you blanket Mm -hmm. something that every single person has 
what? Like that's, yeah, that's the other thing <laughs> to what you're saying. The math is, isn't mathing. Even though this, even though this, like so many different perspectives, none of them are the same. None, no one. None. And you're like, so, like why you're, listen to anyone? Yeah, no. and it's it, and it can be overwhelming. I think if you're someone who, I Libra, no, uh, it yeah, can be overwhelming if, if you can't be discerning because like I listen to mm. a lot of it and then I'm like okay but at the end of the day my partner and I are going to make the decisions and I appreciate mm-hmm. the advice I'm, I'm not someone who gets really easily swayed but I know a lot of people who are easily affected mm-hmm. or like really do believe everything that you know they mm-hmm. hear or take that advice like extremely seriously so it's tricky also it's like you're giving birth to a human that like it's it, it that's like she is her own she's going to be her own human being like you can't she's already coming babies. out of staging you yeah, yeah. I, know. I don't know what to expect exactly yeah. like babies are never going to act like no two babies are going to be the same it's like how can you yeah. and then it and then it puts more pressure too now i'm just projecting of like my future <laughs> pregnancies one day like hopefully of like if my baby doesn't come like if, if it doesn't respond in the way that some other parent told me to parent and then it's not responding that way, it's like then that's gonna be on me of like, oh, I'm a bad mom because my kid isn't right. doing mm-hmm. what it it's supposed to be doing. Pia Brancini was just posting on her story yesterday. She posted her daughter Carmela and she had posted like, Does anyone have any like and she put in parentheses like helpful and kind, like something like that, yeah. tips mm-hmm. on getting her to start walking. And like she's crawling a lot, blah, 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 blah. And then she posted the next day a story being like the most helpful response were the moms that came at me being like, shut the fuck up. She's fine. Like she's fine. Like she's going at her own pace. She's fine. My kid didn't walk until X, Y, Z age. And now they're a fucking track star. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can't like, it's not something you can compare. But of, yeah. of course, like you can't help but do it because right, of it's a new experience Natural. and you like jump in head first. So you're like, am I, I think a large part of comparing is like self-assurance. Like, am I doing it right? Mm-hmm. It's more about knowing that like you're not fucking up versus is the kid okay? Right. Because mm-hmm. you're like, am I doing something wrong when they're not, you know, about yeah. 99% That's a good distinction. of the time, it's not you. So my huh. therapist loves to say it's not you. How long you. have you how long have you been in therapy? I actually have not been seeing my therapist I'd say in the last few months. Not not for like any specific reason, just life has been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was seeing her this particular one for about three ish years and I love her and she's amazing. And yeah. I there are a lot of people in my life who see her. Um, not very close, like, you know, not like I've recommended see- my old therapist to everyone. You don't have to clarify yeah. it. Yeah. Well, well, she actually <laughs> won't see like a partner or sure, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, but but yeah. so like you know people where there's enough distance. Um, sure. But I do find it. I don't really know how people don't have therapy. Because <laughs> um, I just think it's the biggest gift ever. Mm. Um, it is. It truly is. It's like the one place you can just you know. It's a judgment-free, safe space. That person has no agenda. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know anywhere else you can get that. So, And it's not fair to ask our partners or our friends to do that. Or it's someone no. that you saw on Instagram be vulnerable that you now feel like you have the right They're to the ask champion. them to or do it for you too. Yeah, people exactly. will like write stuff. And I'm like, you really should see a therapist. Only because I feel like this is way out of my depth. Like I don't even know exactly. if a licensed professional would feel you know 
right. fully equipped to answer certain things. Like, yeah. sometimes yeah. I, I'm sure you must get that as well, where you're like, um. Oh, we sure do. Yeah. <laughs> we sure <laughs> do. Particularly Meadow, because obviously Meadow comes from like that professional background and everyone's aware that like I'm the peer. But so it happens <laughs> more in Meadow's DMs, but it happens on our DMs too. Circling back really quick, I resonate a lot with what you said of don't touch the stove when it came to certain taboo topics within your culture. Because that's all I do in my writing is like, if it made anybody in the Latin community somewhat uncomfortable, and like I couldn't talk about it at the dinner table, it's like all I want to write about. So I'm wondering if you ever had a conversation with your family, like when you started talking about certain things Mm. publicly and how they reacted and advice for people who kind of want to break that. That's a good question. That wall. People ask me that often mm. not not in that not exactly in that way but they'll say like different iterations of that like yeah mm-hmm. how how did you bring your interracial relationship up to your traditional family or how did you pivot into a creative industry to your family or it's always about like how do I present this to my family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is the best advice but I've always <laughs> just done it fuck yeah yeah, and then I'm like, surprise. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, the proof is in the pudding too. Sometimes you just have to do shit and be like, look, it worked. So stop talking. You're like, it's called autonomy. Yeah. I'm doing <laughs> what I want. <laughs> I guess to give a little bit more insight to that is at the end of our day, di- at the end of the day, our family's just not the best for us. So mm-hmm. if I think about it from that, if I position whatever I'm trying to like, present to them and from that point of view like I just want you to know this but also I've handled this or I'm secure in this or I'm self-sufficient like for example obviously in the beginning my my mom was not like yay yes drop out of uni and go be a DJ we're in a country where we have no relatives and you don't have a visa but Great. now like you know which was so funny because like I always had to do the like bait and switch with her mm. so I like Good got, strategy. got into yeah that was yeah. my strategy in the beginning was I like got into well you call it college we call it uni right um into like economics at uni and I left school and I was like, obviously, I'm never going to do this. Um, <laughs> and so I dropped out and was like bartending. And my mom thought I was still going to this school because it was like a really good school. And I kept auditioning for this other music college that I really wanted to get to. And I finally got into it. I was like, so I sat down. And I'm like, I dropped out of school, but I'm in this other. Like, I baked You're like, I'm transferring. But, yeah. I, I transferred, but I waited, I obviously, till I had, you know, the thing. Smart woman. Um, and same with like when I introduced my my family to partners, but John's kind of really the only like serious relationship I've ever, he's the only person I've ever brought home. I was like, this mm-hmm. is the person I'm going to like marry mm-hmm. and have a baby with. And like, this is the love of my, like I did it in a way where it was like, they were like, okay, she's not just. It's not just another you know. one. Yeah, right. Yeah, like this is I felt this like you brought home lots thing. of boyfriends. You were like, no, yeah. he's the one. Yeah, Come so they him. were like, yeah. okay, well, we're just happy you found something. But I think always positioning it from like knowing they wanted the best for me or my, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or tr- and trying to consider that in certain things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of John, mm-hmm. you met on Raya, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dating app tips because people see, I feel like when I said the words, I have a boyfriend, like a piece of me, a piece of me died. How did you guys meet? We met on Hinge. 
See, I think Hinge is an amazing app. So I was on Raya and on Hinge before him. I there like the people know. So like why why I said I feel like a piece of me died when I said I have a boyfriend is because like it's been the bit. Is like I'm I'm the resident single. Yeah, I know. Resident grandma and resident single. Yeah, uh-huh. we talked we about the roles. roster exactly. Yeah. We talked about the roster a lot. The roster was comprised of Raya men. Which just didn't work. Which is like great entertainment, but not real life. And then we found a hinge boy. I was his first and only hinge date. Like he had just downloaded the app out of like pressure from a friend. Yeah. And I never really would swipe on people. And then I was saw him and I was like, you're too good looking. So I was like, I have to talk to you. And then that's what happened. (laughs) Um, And then we went on our first date and he had like a bunch of other dates lined up. And after our first date, canceled all his other dates. And I was like, (laughs) but... People always ask me for like my dating app tips and I was wondering if you yeah. had any for the public. Well, first I want to say congratulations. Thank you and so much. And second, <laughs> I think that it's exciting because now you get to be the single person who has a boyfriend and that's a cool perspective okay. to have too. Thanks. You know? Thanks for making me feel better. <laughs> because there's a lot of people like you who are like, you know, used to... Uh, that was me, like, mm-hmm. before I met John. I was, like, the big mess who would, like, go on Instagram Live and tell everyone about their bad internet day. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, things shift. And then you're still a mess, by the way. You'd be the mess forever. Great. You're just uh-huh. a mess in a relationship. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> no, literally. Yeah. Guys, the entertainment yeah. is not going to end. Don't you fret. Exactly. Yeah. The chaos <laughs> just manifests in other ways. Great. Uh-huh. Um, but I... It's people when I posted that screenshot, everyone was like, What app is this? And I was like, Disclaimer, I do not recommend this app because I have been on this app since it was in beta because I'm old and <laughs> it's taken me like, I don't know, seven or eight years, however long the app's been around to actually meet the person. So I don't know if this is the route you want to go. And even though we met on Raya, I think eventually we would have. We crossed paths many times in real life because we had the same mm-hmm. circle friends, same this, same That's that. the positive of Raya, though, is you, yeah. have, you have mutuals with everyone. It let us know each other's intentions. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, okay. But mm-hmm. I think our paths would have crossed regardless, but I think Hinge is more of a genuine place to meet people because mm-hmm. I think Raya is, like, very egocentric because totally. people mm-hmm. think they're somebody and, mm-hmm. like, 99.9% of those people are nobodies and the actual somebodies don't think like that at all. So... Mm-hmm. First, being on the right app for you, whatever it is that you're looking for, if you're, you know, looking for a connection that can lead to work or be in the same industry or have some superficial fun, yeah, maybe you should be on Raya. And if you're looking for a more genuine connection, then I would encourage you to explore other apps. Or if you're just looking to have a good time, there's like Field, there's this, there's that. There's basically an app that's catered to every single requirement you would have. If you're mm-hmm. extremely religious, if you only want to date a person of the same faith, finding like the right place to even look mm-hmm. is is really important because to meet somebody, you need to know what you want and need. Oh, 100%. Yes. And then you can be like, okay, based on these wants and needs, where realistically am I going to meet this person? Mm-hmm. Is it at the dog park? Is it on Hinge? Is it... Mm-hmm. Volunteering mm-hmm. at a community center? Is it blind dating? Like, based off what? Because the thing is, like, dating advice can be subjective, mm-hmm. like, depending on, like, what you're looking for, you know? And it's like, I have friends who are like, I, I need to meet someone who's 
Muslim or Jewish or this or that. And I'm like, well, okay, we'll go volunteer at your temple. Exactly. Yeah. Like literally. You know, or go like it or I have friends who are like, I my dog is my life. I only care about my dog. My dog sleeps in the bed. I kiss my makeup, my my dog and not on the lips, which by the way I do all these things. I'm like, well maybe you need I'm to like meet your person at, at her the like dog. I do do that. Yeah. I'm like, well, maybe you need to meet your person at the dog, but like what yeah. are you looking for? You know? It's yeah. such a good point that people I don't think people think about is like they just expect and I mean I was super guilty of this where I'd be like, why am I not finding this like man who comes from like a similar culture, like cultural background. Like, why am I not finding someone who like doesn't like who actually speaks Spanish? And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, because I'm hanging out at tenants. Like, it, yeah, week, like that. That's why. Like, it's because it's not there. And I think people there. are scared to be that honest with themselves too, though. Like, people are yeah. scared to be like, this is actually what I want, and yeah. I can like say no to things that look halfway close because. Like if I don't think anyone else will be there or check all the, like, I think people mm-hmm. are a little scared to have that honest conversation with themselves, but then when they do and then seek it out strategically, whether you want a partner or not, like you're saying, like there's yeah. avenues to find it. Yeah. There's no judgment on what you want. It's just being clear. Yeah. I like that idea of being honest with yourself. Cause a lot of the times we have an idea of what we're looking for and mm-hmm. we check as people, we change all the time. So mm-hmm. then what we're looking for in partners change all the time. But I think a lot of us get caught up with what we think we need mm-hmm. and like a lot of those things aren't their wants not needs you know mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. I have a friend Steph hi Steph if you're listening we hi, made Steph. vision boards at the beginning of um COVID of like partner like we were just like being dumb we Cute. and like when I look at that vision board I'm like I did not need any of these like it was just they were just like stupid things you know mm-hmm. they were like superficial like dumb but in the like at the time, I really was like, these are the things that I need for my person. But I'm like, we have so many thoughts on vision boards. Uh, yeah, because well, two things: one, I want to hear okay, Maddo's yeah. thoughts on a vision board, and okay. second, I have a story about like me manifesting a man. Go ahead, Maddo. Okay. Well, and also everything Amber just said about like none of this matters was literally me looking at Gabby's requirements and being like, "That's cute. <laughs> you think that that's how this is going to turn out, babe? You know what or, I mean? Or, like, firstly, this is not a real person." Yeah, uh, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And like the things that you think matter, like the things that you put on the vision board that you think matter literally have nothing to do with the type of person you're like, it's mm-hmm. just not how it works. Anyway, I think mood boards are completely spiritual bypassing. And I think that if you make, I have, so I, I look, here's the thing. I am a visual girl mm-hmm. and I, I'm a Libra. I'm driven by aesthetics. I'm a visual learner. Like I get mm-hmm. it. I love it. But if you're going to slap something on a vision board and look at it every day and then not have the honest conversation about exactly what you're looking for, where you're at and what you need to do in order to get it, what your triggers are, like what's coming up, none of that is ever going to align. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like the, it's like the two part game. It's a yeah. two part game. But I also have more questions about John, but Gabby, you have more to say on this first. Well, wait, yeah. I need to know what was on the vision board. Well, no. So, okay, we talk about our psychic. I was like, I'll give woman. a very ex- explicit example. No, you can't. The, Uber. the uh, yeah, we just can't talk about it. Like, it, we have okay. such specific examples that, like, we've it's, we've just we will discuss offline. We'll tell you yeah. offline. But yeah. on <laughs> mine, I have Meadow and I have both seen this like intuit intuitive psychic Anna Maria. We talk about her all the time. We love her. And I was sort of going through like a moment this summer where the beginning of the summer, I was like, I need more. Like the roster was in full effect and I was so miserable. Like I was just like, this feels really empty. Like it's just, mm, I need more. And I was kind of going through like a very It was fun till it wasn't. 
Yeah, it was fun till it wasn't. You were having fun. <laughs> I was having a great time. <laughs> and then it got, yeah, it was fun till it wasn't. And Meta was having fun. Oh, yeah, was I, all I got was stories. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> all the friends just got all the stories. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. basically, Anna Maria suggested I was going through like a moment of unexpected healing. And she was like, you need to be really honest and really intentional because you're a powerful manifester. So you need to be super intentional about what it is that you're actually looking for. And she was like, and you need to get granular. Like you need to write a list Mm -hmm. of all of the qualities that you want in a partner and Mm -hmm. be superficial. Like, cause I think that's also that a fear and like a, a thing that we're not honest with ourselves about is like the superficial aspect of it, of like physical qualities or like certain personality traits or whatever the fuck that we think are like again, quote unquote, like superficial, but like at the end of the day, it still is part of the person that you're like spending time with. Or you figure out what's grounded in like a deeper Right. You figure out things about yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It opens up wounds about yourself or it's like, where I really, exactly. really want this in a partner. Why am I not feeling that for myself? Or like what made me place so much importance that? on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun exercise in that because you learn a lot about yourself. But also like I if anyone's planning on doing this, like I really think that the only reason it worked is because I was so brutally honest about like, I was in a place where I was able to be very, very honest with myself. And I wrote out this list. This was in like end of June, literally like weeks later is when I met my now boyfriend. And when I tell you, like, I shit you not, like I found the list the other day, whole thing is him. Wow. And like, whole thing is him. And then even still, like he's presented qualities that aren't on that list because I Mm -hmm. didn't know that people like that existed. Exactly. I know. It's really gross how like mushy and sweet I've gotten on the podcast. No, we love it. (laughs) Yeah. We love love it. it. But it really works. It really works if you're you're being intentional. And I, I say this to friends or people that like message me and they're like, well, like I want a boyfriend, but like, yeah, I'll also, I'm also fine hooking up with someone. And I'm like, no, which one is it? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you can't, we can have fun, but it's like, do you really want both? Like, clearly not. And then you're just, you're attracting whatever. You can also have enough time and energy and space in your life for what you're capable of. And exactly. new opportunities can't come when you're entertaining the in-betweeners. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's the so roster true. was being snipped one by one, like before I met him. Like I was... Mm-hmm. I was tying up all these loose ends so that when he came into my life, it was like, okay, great. I liked what you're saying about how this healer was like, don't, it, it's not superficial. And mm-hmm. actually none of these things are because there's a reason why we want them mm. that are deeper. Like mm-hmm. for example, in my old vision board, I used to be like, I need someone who works in music industry, which sounds superficial, but what I really was saying was I need someone who understands, who speaks, who speaks my language and understands how work fits into my life so I don't need to explain that to them. But mm-hmm. do they need to be in the same industry as me? No. Like that was I just, just need that understanding. I need I the need understanding. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, I would, I would say certain things, but really they meant another. And the other thing I would say in therapy was, oh, I, I just feel really needy. And my therapist would be like, there's no such thing as being needy. Being needy means you're in need of something. Mm. So what is it? You're just asking to be loved in a specific way. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, what is it that you're looking for that's unfulfilled? That's all being needy is. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it has like a negative connotation. So like we're making these lists and like when someone's like, 
that superficial or like that, you know, that's not um, a need. You're like, it is a need for a certain reason. Like mm-hmm. while like the reasons may be superficial, there is something deeper that like mm-hmm. I need from that. Mm, that's so, a really gorgeous good reframe. Yeah. Meadow. Our synergy mm-hmm. today, babe. It's a good reframe. Very good Because I, I, I also had the same thing where when I wrote my list, I was like, but why are these things so important to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, it's not because I need a guy who's well-dressed. It's because I want right. someone who is not going to make me feel like I'm superficial for loving the things I do. Mm, yeah. But so I just want the understanding more than them needing to be well-dressed, which is a superficial quality, right? right. But like right. If, if my partner loved me and wore the same three outfits every day and was a, I don't know, like a farmer and was not fashionable in any way. I'm just speaking hypothetical, but he loved that I loved to get dressed. Exactly. That's more important than like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, what, if he what, can emotionally bid to you to be yes. like, meet you with the excitement of you putting together something that feels good, whether he or not, he has that. that and not is yeah. relevant. Me, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and I think a lot of those times those lists are like, why do we need those things? Like Mm -hmm. what exactly needs to be validated here? Mm -hmm. But that deeper, that deeper work is where like when you start getting that level of honesty or developing that level of honesty with yourself and looking at the needs at the same time, that's the, that's the moneymaker. You got to have both. Okay. Let's talk about John. Because first of all, you said you didn't believe in love at first sight till you met him. And that was my exact Uh, same experience. And uh, then also interracial couple mm -hmm. questions, specifically in terms of parenting, because we all know I'm trying to be pregnant right now. I want to know as someone that's South Asian, but then born in Singapore, raised in Australia, Mm -hmm. the whole nine, do you have already in your head specific? Okay, Miss Research. (laughs) Oh, I did research. Do you have like specific, Uh um, I don't know, like cultural qualities or like fun quirks or, or traditions that, you know, for sure that you want to raise your kid with. And are they different from John? Like, have you gone down that kind of rabbit hole yet? I, it's funny because I think the one that comes up more than race is like American versus Australian. Mm. Like I'm like, I'm like, these are like, I'm yeah. like, these are like American qualities I do not want my yes. kids to have. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> yes. and there's like Tell me all of them. Of, I'm interested. I think there's a lot of things we can both like learn from one another. And I, I can be like, as a Pisces, I can be really like all, not, it's not all or nothing. It's like, I'm very like, it's either this or it's either that. Like, I, black I or white? Sometimes, yeah, it's like black Thinking. or white. It's like, sometimes yeah. I struggle to be in between. And so I mm-hmm. think the one thing that like I really love about John is like he makes me live in the in-between a little bit more because sometimes I'll like just say outrageous things like I'm like I do not want to raise my kid in America it's total shit called and then I'm like yeah I'm I'm like rewind but you're like having a baby in America and you live here right (laughs) so like what am I gonna do (laughs) I'm like what is it uh, what is it you're actually like opposed to here or like what are you actually scared of and I'm like you know is it like racism is it elitism is it uh so many things it's like I think it helps us kind of look a little bit more about like what kind of parents we want to be or what kind of relationship we want to have um but I had also really never dated a white guy seriously before same with Um, Aaron had never dated a white girl seriously before either yeah 
Interesting. And, and not not that Where the I what? Just, the Libras made it through, just saying. I know. <laughs> and, and I also always like get nervous saying that because it's like not like I was No, not that you're actively avoiding. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. It that just it was the way that things happened. Yeah. So um there are like there are certain Wait, where is he like, from? Sorry. He's from Minnesota. Mm. Oh, Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. So like, again, like huge cultural differences yeah. for him oh and gosh. for me, you know, and uh, we get to like <laughs> teach each other things all the time, which <laughs> is really cool. But sometimes I'm like, oh, like I get in my head, I'm like, fuck America. Like yeah. I get into this like way of thinking that I don't think is helpful to anything. I'm like, oh, like this white person said this and da, da, da. And I'm like, okay, but you're going to have an interracial baby. So you can't think like this. Like that's very superficial, unhelpful way of thinking. Like, I'm like, what are the things that you like, what are the things that are really bothering you? You know, like what's important to you Mm -hmm. to teach your child or what are the things you need to be like, this is important to me. So I need to make sure they're raised in this type of environment, that type of environment versus, you know. But you're already doing that though. Cause the, as we like to say, I read this on Tumblr years ago and I always repeat it. Your first thought is your conditioning. Your second thought is what matters. So whether or not that's your first thought and then you're immediately, your follow-up is like, okay, well, my baby's going to be somewhat white. So let me think of how to reframe. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So what are the Aussies doing right though? What, what um, are you going to implement? What do the Aussies get right that we get wrong? I like the uh, balance of work life there, but mm. I also oh, think it slower? that, oh my God. Babes. I've never it's been. Like, I don't know Australian like, culture well, so it's it like illuminates nine me. to five, five o'clock. Everyone's out the door. I, I yeah. mean, also, like, see, I can say this, and that's my experience. But like, my sister works at, like, you know, at one of the top, like, accounting. You know, she's at Deloitte, so she'd be like, "That's not true." Um, right. But it, take it, it with a grain. It, so. it, it's a laid back culture there. People prioritize wellness and family and health and outdoor living. Cool. And, a lot of different things, but also, but in saying that, like, so does John because he's from Minnesota. Mm, like, yeah, you know, totally. so I think it's like about not being, oh, the word I was looking for is absolute. It's like, yeah, I absolute. can, I yes, always think, think in absolutes because yeah. like, I'm like, oh God, if it's not this, it's going to be this. And I'm like, actually mm-hmm. there's an in-between somewhere that everybody can mean in the middle, you know? Mm-hmm. And like a lot of it's like also understanding why, like understanding why that's important to someone. Because, like, mm-hmm. for example, not with, like, John, but, like, my mom, like, found Christianity late in life. Like, uh, like we weren't raised Christian. Like, my family was never religious in that way. But my mom in her, like, older age has, like, started going to church, like, her uh, a church and, like, found a group, like, a, a like, Sunday type support, of. Mm-hmm. Sunday support, Sunday. A support yeah. group. Yeah. And yeah. I think it helps her because, like, my sister and I moved out. Of Go home. off. And yeah. so, exactly. And I love that for her because it gives her the community she needs. But totally. a really big thing for her was like, are you going to cushion the baby? And I'm like, no, because that's not something either of us want to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she was like, okay, so the baby's going to be born into sin. And I'm like, it's not that absolute. Like, right. Like, you yeah. know, and then, but then, but mm-hmm. then the other part of me, the pragmatic part of me is like, okay, why is that so important to her? Like, mm-hmm. is she feeling far away and she feels like she the comfort of religion will you know like help shape protect her if she's like, not there in person yeah. Or, yeah 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 it's like I think understanding reasoning behind certain things is extremely helpful because like it's so much more than you know like I want this I want that compromise 
five. That seems to be your right. superpower because you have said that yeah. from touching stomachs to, yeah. you know, making sense of everything, like the, looking at people's intentions and separating your ego from reacting to it because you know they have the best intention, just letting it go. You seem to be very good at that. Well, yeah, I, I definitely have my moments where I'm not the bigger person or like I'm reactive, of course, because I'm human. But I, it's something that I work on every day. So I would hope that. Was it innate to you when you were little? Or do you think that that's like growing up, that's been a big thing that you've growing actually up. really worked on? Yeah. Growing yeah. up. Mm. I was such a hothead. I, I, really? I, and I still like kind of can be. Like yeah. my sister is the like pragmatic, like she's a Libra too. My sister is like. Wow. You really are surrounded by Libras. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like the peacemaker and I'm like the. I'm going to do whatever I want, move out hell of Hellraiser. Like Hellraiser. Yeah. And so, yeah. But now I think, you know, there's value to like kindness and like being empathetic and like doing so. Because you can always do things, do everything you want. It's the way you go about it. Exactly. Beautifully You said. know, like you, you can still instill all the values you want in an interracial baby that yeah. you would have, like you would have uh, it. In, in any other situation. It's like, it's about right. how you go about something. Did you get this from ayahuasca? It's been an hour and I wanted to hear oh, you yeah. about your ayahuasca. <laughs> I never asked you. I am dying to talk to you about this because people have been asking us about it too. I'm a big mushroom girly. So, so tell me all I about it. I did it a really long time ago. I did it twice. Only once? Oh, twice. Oh, wow. Twice. Wow. And the Same, second time. Not like back oh, to no, back? No, no, no. Which, but people do do... do like two days that. in a row, but I didn't right. need to have, I personally didn't need to do that because both times were so powerful for me that, cool. but in a way it where like, everything. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. the second time I felt so overwhelmed with like repressed memory coming back to me that mm. I was like, I don't know if I need to do this again right now. Okay. And, okay. and that was like seven or eight years ago because it's tricky. Like we go to therapy, we talk about an experience and then a lot of the times we like develop this toolkit to deal with how mm-hmm. to cope and how to move forward and how to like use these tools in real life when they happen again. Mm-hmm. But in ayahuasca, when everything's just like coming out, like you don't have a coping mechanism. So what I found was like, hi, honey. Um, hi, honey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Libra King. Yeah. Oh, you can't hear, but. There's a Libra Hive on the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll connect you guys after. Um, <laughs> where, uh, well, what I found is actually like it wasn't that helpful for me personally because like I didn't really know what to do with all these experiences that were like coming mm. back to me. Okay. And so then instead of like it being a productive experience, I just like didn't get out of bed for a week. So I was like, that I was the second know. time. First. The second time. Oh, the the second first time, time was like not as intense. And the second time I was like, oh my God, I can do this like extreme, like an extreme strong version dose of this. And then so much stuff came out that I was like, hmm, I don't really even know how to process any of this information, but I don't want to sweep it all under the rug because that undoes mm. everything that mm-hmm. counter it's counterproductive to the experience that I'm looking for. But I don't know how to cope with these things. So I think that doing it, the environment you do it in is really important. Um, having a practitioner who it's the same with like all the experimental theory, um, therapies, mm-hmm. I think ketamine therapy. Ketamine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, there, you know, EMGR, it's like you, 
it's really important or helpful to have someone who can facilitate it afterwards. So like the experience is one thing. And the other thing is like, it, what type of experience are you looking to have? Because like, I know people who go like every few weeks and I'm like, okay, so you're just enjoying the feeling versus yeah. using it as a healing experience because you can't really be doing that much unpacking and like therapeutic work every few weeks like that, that you're not experiencing be... an ego death if you're just taking right. this to party you know exactly what I'm yeah. exactly uh-huh. and it's physically uh-huh. impossible to to experience that ego death like right. once a week so I did think... you take the lessons later into therapy like did it at least help yes kind of like lead a blue a, a bru- can I speak a blueprint a blueprint <laughs> thank you very much it's, a blueprint for that it did because it made me realize how much of our memories at that or our brains we have access to but don't use so I think it was Mm. helpful for that I don't know personally for me if I need to remember every single thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's just like my so so fair and I don't think people talk about that yeah Yeah, and I know that's like the cop-out version of Mm. what this experience is supposed to be but I think that in the same way I don't think everything needs to be okay and everything doesn't need to be forgiven and everything doesn't need like I don't need everything to be resolved and that's just me so I can actually walk away from something and be like that's what happened I have I'm not blind to the reality of it Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I can acknowledge it I just don't need to work through it Mm. I don't need to work through every single thing so yeah I think that's such a beautiful perspective to have and like low key a hot take when it doesn't necessarily need to be. I think Mm -hmm. Gabby, just this past week we were in the car and I was explaining to you how recently I've been getting good at like, okay, a wave of anxiety or what some strong feeling comes up and I will watch how quickly my mind will make up narratives to support while I feel that way or come up with ideas or like put a story to why I should feel this way more, what Mm -hmm. I'm missing out. And I've literally been catching myself in real time be like, your mind does not need to figure out what experience you're feeling. And in fact, you're probably wrong. Maybe there's generational shit. Yeah. Maybe there's collective mm-hmm. shit. Maybe there's something going on that you don't need to know about. And so you're not going to fix it or solve it by going into your mind. You're going to fix it by moving through the feeling, accepting right. the feeling and moving on. Like every time we feel the need to rationalize and over-intellectualize our healing, like you do yourself a disservice at a certain extent. So mm-hmm. it, it is kind of a beautiful balance to have. Because maybe the feeling's enough. And that's, that was the exactly. experience in itself. But what was Gabby the first probably, one, though? Gabby probably can't do that because she's a tourist. She I knows. have <laughs> control <laughs> issues. How'd you know? She's, uh, because I have a lot of tourists in my life as well. Tourists I are going to for her. I am so scared yeah. of, like, drugs. <laughs> like, the most, yeah. like, the most mm-hmm. where it's, like, psychedelic whatever the fuck is, like, mushrooms. And, like, mushrooms and yeah. I have a nice relationship, but, like, I'm Meanwhile, still I'm not like, give taking, me all the drugs. But I'm still yeah. not taking enough that, like, I'm hallucinating. Like, maybe the right. mountain is, like, doing a little wiggle and a wave, but, like, it's not... Do you know what I mean? I... Yeah. Have, People forget have it's really issues. about... Um, it really, like, your... I mean, I don't want to be, like, your star sign, but it really impacts you in a specific way based on how your mind functions. Uh And like, I'm, I'm a very controlling human. And like, even when I'm like wasted, I'm like the most put together human in the room. Like I will take myself to bed. I will sneak off my makeup. I'll throw up in private Mm -hmm. and wake up with a clean face and a star face on like, 
mm-hmm. always. Yeah, I've and seen it. Yeah, she's doing her like twelve step beauty routine in the back of like a kidnapping van. She's like, literally, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry, guys. Ass. I'm like, yeah. I'm so sorry. You can do whatever you need to yeah. do, but like, I need face wash. Can we make that yeah. happen? My friend Orange, who's a Virgo, like we used to Orange, in, Orange. What a that's name. such a good Love. name. I don't know her name's it's amazing. She we would take mushrooms and we would take the same amount and I'd be like rolling around the floor like watching Shrek and she'd be like so she'd be like cleaning the refrigerator. I'm like, what are you doing? And, she, <laughs> and she's like, she's like, come look at this. And like it would just be so like she but my girl the, but the amount of joy that I was getting out of like rolling around the floor yeah. was the same amount of joy she was, she was getting, getting out of cleaning the refrigerator. Yeah. So Literally. it's like it really it's about like, you know, your personal yes. and Yeah. And I have a lot yeah. of, I have three Capricorn placements also in my chart. Scary. So like, I just, I love a control. I also really mm-hmm. am paranoid and like genuinely feel like I'm going to be the, the, like the person that like does a line of Coke and like dies on the spot. Like that's well, my, that's my narrative. But maybe that's not your drug of choice. Well, also yeah, powders right okay. now in general, we should be staying away from. So I concur. Right. Yeah. And, right but that but that in like going full circle back meadow to you to asking about the first experience it's like mm-hmm. that's why i think these things are important to acknowledge because like not everyone is going to have this that ayahuasca experience like that mm-hmm. out of body hallucinate hallucination please please know, describe it magica. for me please tell me how it was for i you. mean the first the first time i had the cliched experience mm-hmm. which was like I was in a teepee mm-hmm. in a farm and like things are coming in America out, like, or did the, you travel? No, I did. I did it in Australia. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. and I, that, that's it was so long. Mm-hmm. And I was like seeing things come out of like the wooden like beams and like, I was feeling joy and like crying and this and that. And like experiencing a million, million things at once. And, and things were kind of coming to a head, but they weren't fully like releasing. Mm-hmm. Which mm. is why I think a lot of the times they recommend you do it like three days mm-hmm. in a row or, you know, because right. for example, did like, you throw up when you do it? No, I was just about to say I didn't purge, but, but I did the diet properly. Oh, okay. Oh. Like, that probably yeah, made a big difference. I, I, I yeah. did the cleanse. Yeah. And She's like, today's remember- not the day that I'm going to shit my pants. I'm going to do yes. it. <laughs> I know. And it was crazy because we were like in the woods essentially yeah. and people and like, I had friends who were like literally shitting themselves yeah. and like vomiting on themselves, and I was like lying there, like, lying, yeah, like you damn bitch, I'm crying. Like, you losers, <laughs> you know? I'm like, you fucking losers, didn't do the diet, and now you're shitting yourself, and I'm like, mm, you're having a magical fine. experience. Well, I, I took it really seriously, um, mostly because I was terrified of that because yeah. I had read and right. like I found that that was a really common experience. So I was like, last thing I'm going to do is like literally crap my pants in front of a room for a full stranger no that's my biggest that's my biggest reason why I won't do it exactly I just throwing up is my biggest fear in general so like but you won't if you really because the idea of what why that happens is mm-hmm. like essentially like ayahuasca is a heart healing and it wants to get into the center of your core and so before you can even get to that you if you're still at the physical it'll remove the physical layers like an onion before it can get to the core. Mm. But if you do it properly, you're not going to have that experience. I'm going to go in being like, get there, get in yeah. there. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's if you follow, there's like a diet they recommend to do. And like, if you do and it, isn't it like no sex, no caffeine, it's like, mm-hmm. a, it's, yeah, it's a lot. It, yeah. It's, it's a fa- It's like essentially a fast from every type of pleasure you could possibly imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that's really nice, actually, I like 
and recommend doing it with in groups where you don't necessarily have a lot of I'd go with a friend or two but I don't think you should do it with like a circle of friends because mm, I've I think similar that the next, sentiments yeah yeah I, I, both times when I did it there was like a sharing circle in the morning where you shared your thoughts and experiences and it's actually really nice to do that with strangers mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. because then you can be like unloading all these crazy experiences that came back to you and be like I'm never gonna see these people mm-hmm. again and I feel like you're less likely to do that if there's consequences totally. I agree totally 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 I agree yeah. and they agree. and they do suggest that like they don't recommend partners do it together. They don't recommend mm. you go with like a really close friend if you're having an issue or like you're supposed to have a solo experience. But I think like, right. you know, people obviously do go together because they want, it is also. Or at least do it alone first and then maybe go with a partner or a friend or something after. Yeah. It's not like a mm-hmm. social, like let's all like get together and take ayahuasca. No. <laughs> but people do it and I'm like, okay, that just defeats the purpose right. of the whole experience. Right. So, do you think you'll do it yeah. again as a mom later down the road? Well, I've, it's crazy. I've had like the longing to do it recently, yeah. but now I'm like, I obviously can't do it because I'm pregnant. Yeah. Um, but I for sure wouldn't rule it out. Cool. Oh my God. You're going to be such a cool mom. Oh my God. John hasn't be- done it. So I think it'd be cool. Aww. But also he, he should have his own, like I, I wouldn't really go with him. And just, yeah, yeah. He should have his own experience. Yeah. But I definitely think it'd be a cool thing for both of us to do at separate times. Totally. Oh yeah. yeah. And like get out the whole new wave of trauma the parenting is gonna thrust exactly. upon you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Kind of like kind of like I saw you guys did an episode on the Hoffman experience. It's like yeah. they don't they tell you not to do that with Yeah. Me. Have you done Hoffman? No, I I have wanted to do either Hoffman or Esselin for a really long yeah. time, okay. but I've never done I Hoffman purely based on the fact that the waiting list is like insane. Well, I don't know what's going on. I thought that I like when I did Hoffman, I was 22 and I had just graduated from college and like the only reason I knew what Hoffman was because like my parents had gone mm-hmm. and oh, wow, like so yeah cool. both of my parents had gone and like some family friends had gone so, so I thought Hoffman was this like weird place and then I went everyone thought I was in an insane asylum like that was the that was the narrative changed my life best thing I ever did but then I like moved to LA like even when I was in New York like no one really knew everyone's like I moved to LA everyone oh, now, like, well now it's cool yeah it's like a cool thing. Like yeah. I literally went to get a haircut the week that I moved here and I met Glenn, Mr. Glenn Ellis, Glenn, who we love. I love you. And Glenn is like telling me, I don't know if he wants to share this. No, he talks about it. He talks about it. He talks about it. But he was about to go to Hoffman mm. and like happened to bring it up. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like you're, I didn't know other people went there. Like, oh my God. Mm. And now it's like such a fucking thing. Yeah. I think also because they've started doing media. Exactly. Like True. they, they, Publish. I I feel like it was a very private thing. Mm-hmm. Also, Justin Bieber talked about it in like I was a Vogue just interview. Say that. Oh my god! He walked out. He left. Really? He said he like st- stayed like a day and like dip. But like he's talked about it, and like Katy Perry has talked about it. Multiple celebrities have been like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. when it happens. Yeah. The other place that's supposed to be really beautiful is Esalen. My very first mental health job ever was trained by someone whose mom ran all the groups there for like forty five years. Really. Yeah. I have a friend, Miriam, who like goes back all the time. And she said you don't really even, obviously she recommends doing a course on the first visit. But like, I guess the space is like. It's less structured, right? Yeah, it's less structured and you can kind of like make your own schedule. And that like the place is like such a sacred, like Mm. birthing ground of like intention and fertility. Like, Mm. like there's like so much 
going on there like mm. magic that they recommend even just like going and staying and not even doing yeah. like you could just go and use the hot springs and yeah like you don't even have to sign up for stuff right. so choose your own adventure yeah. style. but I think for the first time I would because mm-hmm. yeah. like I'd want like some understanding of the facility and then afterwards you can right but like how cool if you enjoy if you do Hoffman separately and then you guys go as a couple like I whoever I end up marrying like they will go to Hoffman purely so we can do like the couples weekend and I remember mm-hmm. like the teachers talking about it because like obviously it's such an intense experience and like we're just sitting there sobbing for a week <laughs> And then, like, they were saying that it's so fun when, like, the couples come because, like, all you hear at night is people just, like, fucking all night. And I'm <laughs> oh like, my God, I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> of that, well, there you go. So, oh, my God. Yeah, that's where Gabby's going to get pregnant. Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> Full a circle. Fer- a, a fertile place. It's like a lot of exchanging of ideas. Uh-huh. And- oh, my uh-huh. God. Meadow, any last minute rapid fires or do we? Yeah. Can we do, can we do a quick pregnant rapid fire to wrap it up yeah okay yeah. first question miss dj hey mrs dj what's on your push playlist oh my god you know i haven't thought about it at okay all. i mean you're early my- you're early so i i was you know it's stretched to ask it's because i've totally put off any learnings of labor yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like people keep being like what kind of a birth do you want to have are you gonna like oh natural or medicare i'm like honestly I think I'm just in the denial phase of things. Ooh, fair. Um, but also anyone that plans, it goes the opposite. Like planning what your birth, I don't know. Like some people are like, like my sister-in-law is like, oh, I had a really quick labor, it was 30 minutes. I'm like, no, I really don't think mine's going to be like that. But um, yeah. it's good to be hopeful. Right. <laughs> um, um, maybe I wouldn't even need one. Who knows? Maybe I'll just go in there and baby will come out and sugar fish will be waiting for me. Oh, <laughs> ideal. So. Okay. So what's the weirdest symptom you've had? Oh, um, I haven't had a weird symptom yet, okay. but I do have a friend who hates bananas, hates bananas. My friend, Danielle, if you're listening. Hi, Danielle. Hi. She would make her husband like zip up the banana peel and put it in the trash, like in a zip. Couldn't bag. smell like, it. The, couldn't smell it. Banana peels do make the trash smell quite putrid. So I understand. See, it's a very specific point of view. When she got <sighs> pregnant, was obsessed with bananas, was eating banana bread, like, became a banana fanatic like loved bananas banana hive and I think that's really insane how your body can did it last after she gave birth I don't that's a good question I should ask her but she said she was crazy for bananas wow and that's how she knew that like her you know then made babies get and I was like oh that's a cute way to know DNA yeah that's really cute okay weirdest thing that you've discovered about pregnancy or like something you didn't know would happen Mm. oh okay so this is horrifying oh no and i know tell us, tell us. we I need know. to know so i'm like <laughs> and it only happens in extremely severe situations oh, but obviously i'm on all the pregnancy reddits and so oh, yeah um two things two things i was actually telling john today i was like do you know that people love pregnant women and like people are obsessed with them and when you're really close to full term you they recommend that you don't walk around alone late at night because a lot of pregnant women get kidnapped and kidnapped <laughs> and abducted for the baby he's like okay this is like at seven in the morning, imagine <laughs> you're I waking like, him up with this pregnant- information yeah I, I was like i was on pregnancy reddit late last night um which is it's a beautiful horrifying place. oh I bet um, yeah and the other thing is that your baby if it's not getting its nutritional needs will take from you what it's lacking and this only happens in severe severe wow. cases but like so some women like lose their teeth if the there's not enough calcium like yeah 
it's like a common thing. Like it, it's really horrifying and scary to look up as a pregnant woman, but it'll be like, I lost my teeth when I gave birth. And I'm like, no. So well, it's also like kind of reassuring that you know that your baby's going to be healthy. Well, that's the thing. They it's, figure it it's out. Like yeah. The mm-hmm. baby just will take whatever it needs from you, which is why they're like, you need to be on a good prenatal plan. You need right. to be on this and that and get all the, ha- have all like m- all your deficiencies met because otherwise it's l- going to take it from your body. Damn. So, but like the teeth thing really the teeth. freaked me the out. Teeth. I, I was like, I could have not known this. Yeah. I could have not known this for the rest of my life. Okay. It's last time. There's part. a crazy TikTok. You should put it in your. What is it? Tell me. Put it somewhere. Um, it's like if you look up like baby like like mom losing teeth there's like a woman who like basically this is how it was like a really big thing was this like woman was like I lost she was like I lost all my teeth and she's like no teeth and I was like ah! we'll put it in the show notes we will literally yeah, yeah, send it to it. us find it find it okay I'll send it to you wow. okay last but most yeah. importantly how is sex while pregnant okay great question was we actually had sex in the first trimester and like caused a bleed which I don't know if it was directly correlated, but we had sex that morning and then I started like bleeding like crazy that day. And I was like, oh my God, I'm miscarrying, freaking out, went to the oh. doctors. Um, there was like a bleed. They were like, you need to be on bed rest because if um, this bleed gets bigger, it might like fill the <laughs> the uterus and threaten miscarriage. And then as we're checking out the reception, Evelyn was like, did you guys have sex this morning? She was like, you can't can't have sex. And we're like, wait, no in the first trimester, it. you can't? Wait, what? Oh, see, see, but that's the thing. It, it's not that you're not supposed to have sex. It's just it can happen. So she's like, yeah, she's like, this happens. Like, it's common. And I'm like, I did not know this. I've never so then heard we that. Yeah, me neither. I had never heard it either. If you look it up online, there's mixed reviews. Okay. But this is what we were told at the doctors from our experience. And after that, we weren't allowed to have sex there. So. I can't remember exactly. John, do you remember how long we weren't allowed to have sex? He's like, I know. <laughs> no. I'll give you the hour. 17 days, yeah. four hours. Yeah. He, he, he was knows. like, this Keep is the it. longest. He's, I think he actually worked out. Yeah, but we weren't allowed to have sex for like for, for probably the long few weeks. It wasn't that long. But we were like, we can't do this anymore. No, seriously. <laughs> but yeah. But now you can um, and it's um, fine. Now we totally can and it's all well and great. great. But we did have a little bit of a scare and apparently – I'm not at that stage yet, but it definitely happens where like you, it increases your libido and like right. want sex all the time. Right. Mm. But I'm, yeah, but I'm not there. No, yet. I'm so going to check in at third time. trimester and hear how that's going because yeah, I hear yeah, people that's that. something to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, seriously. And then you got to get new pillows. Yeah. You got to figure out a whole new situation. Oh, We're going to need you to report back. Pregnant. I, I, I already have the pregnancy. Yes. Oh, you just wow. cuddle it all day? It's amazing. It's the best thing I've ever discovered I the, this pillow is called the sleep pillow from Kuyuchi because they're like Plug it's on. not even a pregnancy pillow Sponsor her. it's a lifestyle pillow Sponsor yeah they're her. like yeah they're like even if you're pregnant or not and like I don't think I'll ever give this pillow up it is yeah. heaven I am living the I it I would never I not want one no life. there's been oh, so many so times bad. I've almost bought one because pregnant women are like no you should just always sleep with this like this is a game changer it's so, it also helps align your posture. Right. Oh. Yeah. Sleep pillow. Yeah. I need. 
Oh my I god. Need that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, Amber. This is everything good. that I could have possibly needed and more. Let me just Yay. say that. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Please come thanks back. Thanks for having me at anytime. a time where I had so much to share. Oh, Thank you for sharing all of this so with happy. us. Like, yeah. seriously. Thank yeah. you so much for being uh, here. Please come back. We have so much more we could always talk about. Are you kidding? Always. This is a anytime. blast. Anytime. Love you guys. We love you. Love we'll you. Over memes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> say less. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Thoughts Mayberry podcast every Monday.